That's Today in Cleveland. Now back to Howard Harvey on Radio GPT. Emerging AI tech like Futuri's Radio GPT and its impact on the industry is just one of the hot topics set to be discussed at Radio Days North America, which will make its debut in Toronto June 8th to 9th. Replacing the long-running Radioactive Conference that's historically taken place during Canadian Music Week, CMW has partnered with Radio Days Europe to bring the conference brand to North America. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we welcome Ross Davies, one of the leads on the Radio Days North America Steering Committee, to talk about bringing the event to this side of the pond and renewing excitement for all things audio. Hi, I'm Ross Davies, and uh, I'm happy to to join you here today with uh, Connie and Broadcast Dialogue. Just a little bit about me, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a, a lifelong broadcaster. I've been born, been born into the business uh, far too long ago, and uh, I'm, I'm still relatively active in the business, although I like to consider myself uh, retired or trying to retire. I started out on the West Coast in Vancouver, way back in the, I guess, the early 70s, uh, worked as a disc jockey for what is now called the Fox, but I worked for CKLGFM as a disc jockey in the progressive rock format in those days and quickly found out that I, uh, I'd rather be in management than on the air, but I knew I had to do on-air stuff to kind of get my chops down and, and learn how that aspect of the business worked. Anyway, I just did that and I kind of moved into becoming a music director and my goal was always to get from the West Coast to Toronto to what in, in the Canadian industry we call the show. And that was always my goal. And my goal was to work for Chum. And I eventually was able to do that and got into Toronto. I think it was in the summer of 1979. Worked for uh, for Bob Wood and the Waters family at Chum and um, made my way right through the various parts of the radio station Chum FM and became the program director and operations manager. And then I took over Chum AM as well. We launched that into the oldies format. And from there, I moved up into the corporate world at Chum. And then from there, we kind of moved on. I, I ended up working with Gary Slade at Standard Radio for a while, which is a marvelous experience. I was really thrilled to get a chance to get to know Gary as a, as a colleague as opposed to a competitor. I never liked him much as a competitor. He was too tough. But uh, I certainly uh, enjoyed the opportunity of working with him and his team at Standard Radio. Then Astro came along. And when they bought Standard Radio, and I worked with um, the team at Astro for a while. And then uh, ultimately... I guess, you know, my, I started to wind down my career when the broadcast industry, uh, BBM, were looking for someone who could be an advocate for the radio industry to speak on behalf of the, their members on the, from the measurement side, because there was lots of issues with the measurement system, with PPM and diary and all that stuff. So I went there for about, I think, about maybe six years, and I think I'd finally done my, I think I'd done enough service, and I felt, okay, I wanted to wind things down. And really what I do now, Connie, is basically I will endeavor to do projects that I think uh, are important to the industry. You know, um, I'm in a position where I don't have to work, but I choose to work because I want to still help the industry. And an example of that was working with the CAB on the review of radio and trying to redefine Canadian content in the Maple system and modernizing, modernizing the Maple system, which is part of that submission that we put, put into the, uh, to the CRTC a few years ago. So I worked on that. And then along at the same time, the conferences that we've had in Canada with Neil Dixon and CMW have always been there, but I always kind of felt that we could do something more to them. And and then I guess 
the last couple of years ago, the broadcasters came to me and said, listen, is there something you can do to enhance the content of these conferences? We need to be more forward thinking. And so I've known Neil Dixon for, well, for my entire, virtually my entire career, way back when he was a booking agent at booking bands, when he had his own record label. So I've known Neil a long time and we've had an association with this conference over the years. And so I just started talking with Neil about ideas about what, you know, what are the things we can do? And uh, he was very much open to that idea. And so that's what I've been kind of doing, you know, for the last couple of years, given the, uh, the exception of the pandemic, obviously. And um, I guess recently, and this is just back in 20, maybe 2019, the idea was to merge, uh, to see if we can engage the people in Radio Days Europe into our conference. I've been a big fan of Radio Days Europe for a number of years now. I've always felt, felt that they were a very much forward-leaning uh, conference. They were talking about digital and podcasting way before us in North America even were thinking about things like that. You know, they celebrate radio over there. It's quite an experience to go to one of their conferences. So when I talked to Neil about this, and he, and he was aware of them as well, I said, why don't we think about maybe seeing if we can do something, a kind of a, a business joint business venture. And so that started, as I say, in 2019. We got obviously held up because of the pandemic. But over the last year, uh, once things started to clear up, uh, we are uh, Neil and, and the people at Radio Days Europe, Peter Neagle, who was the general manager there, we were able to work out a deal. And as a result, we have now got uh, the creation, the first ever Radio Days North America conference, which will be taking place in Toronto, June 8th and 9th, as part of the CMW Music Festival during that week in Toronto. So that's kind of a quick snapshot of, of where I've been and where we are today, Connie. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that appetite for reinvention? And for those who aren't familiar with it, the Radio Days brand. Yeah. Because it's not just Radio Days Europe. This is, you know, morphed into a global series of industry conferences. I guess this is what, when I went over to, I guess it was in Switzerland when I was there and I started talking to Anders Held, who was at that time the general manager until he uh, turned the reins over to Peter, talked to them about their conference. They had just recently launched or were just about to launch Radio Days Asia, taking that brand that they've got there with all their the international people that have been coming to it, saying we can focus on the the Asian market, and so they launched it there. And so that kind of get, you know got us thinking about maybe there's something here in North America. I think they'd always been concerned about coming over to North America because of the size and the in the footprint that the, the uh, NAB has over here and what CMW has and all that stuff. But we thought no, there's maybe an opportunity here to reach the North American audience because this conference is not like the NAB show. It's a little bit different. And it's very, as I said earlier, it's very forward leaning. It's very, you know, it's all about innovation. It's about focusing on the talent and the new initiatives that they, you know, we can bring into the industry to make our product better. And as I said, they've been way ahead of this game for years now. So I think it was a matter of saying, okay, let's take that and see if we can merge it over here into what we've been doing to introduce the North American audience to this Radio Days Europe brand. And uh, not enough people in North America are aware of it, although I think that's changing, but I think they're gonna get a real good taste of that when they come to Toronto in June with the, the launch of Radio Days North America, because it's gonna be more international focus on content. It's gonna be very forward leaning in terms of innovation, technology, and content. As I said, it's just not AM and FM radio. It'll be digital and podcasting, which has never been a big part of our conferences before. It's been a very small part, but it's gonna be a much more 
stronger presence at this year's conference in Toronto. So that's the brand that we're going to bring here. You know, I think it's hopefully going to be very well received. Do you want to talk about the overall approach heading into the organization of Radio Days North America, both in terms of the kind of conference that you wanted to put together? And we should say that this is not just you and CMW President Neil Dixon. There is a team of people uh, working on the lineup behind the scenes. Do you want to drop a few names, Ross? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you've heard me mention Anders Held, who was the original founder of Radio Days. That, you know, that Radio Days Europe has been, I think, probably it's going in maybe its 13th or 14th year. They'll probably kick me if I haven't got that right. But, you know, Anders Held has been there. Uh, he now looks after the Eurasia Conference. Peter Neagle from uh, Copenhagen is looking after the Radio Days Europe Conference. Their conference is about to start this year in Prague at the end of this month. And uh, they have assembled a really strong unit over there that works collaboratively with all their partners. And their partners over in Europe, Connie, are both commercial radio and public radio. And uh, there's a board of directors over there, and it's comprised primarily of the public broadcasting sector uh, and some of the commercial broadcasters. But they've been working at this for a number of years now. And so they have assembled a very small but very effective team over the last number of years that work together every year producing the conference. They bring people from all over the world into this conference. And of course, in Europe, it's pretty easy to get people from Scandinavia, the UK, you know, Central Europe, Eastern Europe, and frankly, in Africa and things like that. So they've, they've done a pretty good job of securing that. And, you know, I guess the key principles, the over and above mentioning Peter and Anders, I said, you know, that Nick Goodman, is on their program committee. And Nick Goodman is a uh, independent consultant based in London, England. And he's been instrumental in the programming of the Radio Days Europe conference, he and the team he puts together. So those guys have been working with myself and Neil over here. And we've assembled in Canada a very similar structure to what they have in Radio Days Europe. For example, we have a, an executive steering committee over here, which is comprised of the sponsors, the major sponsors for, for Canadian Music Week. And that is Bell Media, Rogers, Chorus, Stingray, CBC, Radio Canada, and Sirius XM. Those are our partners that sit on our executive committee, and they we take their direction in terms of what kind of content and focus we need to be putting on this year's conference. So that's one level. And the second level is where we get into the nuts and bolts of the conference with people like Peter and Nick and myself and Neil. And we then assemble representatives from all these different companies plus some people in the United States. We have people from, uh, we have Larry Rosen from Edison Research. We have James Howard from uh, iHeart. We have another representative from iHeart in New York at the senior level. So we've assembled those people to then say, okay, what do we want to put here? Here's the direction we want to go. Who do we want to get? What kind of uh, subject matter do we want to discuss? And let's put a team together and work on how we can produce these individual sessions. And that's the structure that we've put in place here. And we've been working on this probably for the past actively for the past four or five months. And, uh, and I think we're really close to putting together a pretty comprehensive uh, lineup for this year in June. As was recently announced, one of the keynotes will be delivered by Daniel and Standig, the Futuri CEO, which of course has been making headlines with the launch of its AI voice tech radio GPT. I think that really sets the tone in terms of what really is the multi-platform offering that radio is working with now. Do you want to talk about some of the other panels and speakers that are reflective of that digital frame who are on board to present? Well, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. This uh, arguably, you know, the situation with Daniel's new new business venture with 
AI and chat GBT is just taking the industry by storm right now. And, and obviously, you know, it's not only his company, but other companies that are getting into this game. And so I guess over the last few weeks in our discussions about keynotes, we decided that rather than get a big name president of a, you know, U.S. or international company to speak to us, we thought this, this is a subject matter that needs to be addressed. So we're actually, Daniel's going to come up and talk about the whole issue of technology and innovation and AI as it relates to our broadcasting business going forward. And as you probably know, Connie, there's mixed feelings about it. Some people are thrilled about it. Some people are not so thrilled about it. And I think these early days are going to be very informative for people to come to their own conclusions as to how they can make use of this in, in, in their own company. So that's going to be a very high focus uh, presentation at at the Radio Days North America, for sure. But then we've also, you know, we talk about international content, you know, here, you know, we kind of get closed in here in North America to our own, you know, our own industry and without looking outside. And I think there's some great success stories in our industry in around the world outside of North America. One of them, as you probably know, is Australia. Their audio is booming and they're not, they're not complaining about the, the decline in tuning and revenue and things like that. And on the contrary, they're celebrating it. It's working well down there. So what is the key to their success? What are they doing right? So with that in mind, we've got Duncan Campbell, who's going to come here to Toronto. From, he's from uh, the Australian Radio Network. And they're one of the leading companies down there in Australia that are making this work. So he's going to come up and kind of give us, I'm hoping, the secret sauce as to what they've been doing and how they've been able to turn this thing around down in Australia. Another example is, you know, radio is focused on, you know, what about young listening? How do we attract young listeners? And the BBC, BBC One, uh, have a whole network, as you probably know, devoted to youth radio. Well, the head of BBC One, Alan Hayden-Jones, he's going to come over and talk about what they've done and how they're managing to kind of maintain and grow this audience as best as possible. So there's a couple of different issues right there. We've had James Cridlin before. Every year he comes up with new technology and new innovations, particularly from the podcasting world. So James, and he said to me the other day, he said, Ross, this is, not gonna, this is all going to be new stuff. So don't worry about it. It's not going to be same old, same old. I'm going to be bringing new insights into what you know, we as broadcasters can learn from the podcasting industry. So James is going to be here again this year. So, I, you know, I think those are some of the components that we're going to be bringing in. Oh, and, I, you know, I don't want to forget Fred Jacobs and the situation with radio in the car. As you probably know, this was a huge topic at the last CES convention, the recent convention in Las Vegas. And radio's role in a car, it's, I don't want to say it's in jeopardy, but it's certainly being challenged, as we all know. And Fred is going to, he's put together a really strong panel where we're going to be talking about that. I said to Fred, we don't need to be talking about it. We need to be doing things about it. So what are we going to be doing? What do we as an industry need to be doing for, for our role in the car to maintain our presence? So those are some of the things that we're working on right now that will be, as I say, on display at the Radio Days North America in June in Toronto. Do you think an overall theme has emerged for this year's event at this stage of planning? <laughs> I think it's really about taking our industry to the next level. It's about moving forward and taking advantage of the of innovation of content and technology to enhance our brands and our product even more. We have got to do that. I mean, you know, another session we've got planned for, Connie, is called where, where is local radio going? And we need to be talking about that because without us even knowing it, as I'm sure you and other people are aware of, there are podcasters that are now delivering local news in your own communities. Podcasters, and they're not getting it from the local radio station. That's a threat, and we need to address that. So it's all about making sure we're you know, leaning forward to find out from content, technology, 
and innovation as to what we need to do to kind of survive and continue to be a viable business that we are. We know we're in good shape, but we've got, it's a much more crowded playing ground right now. And we, we really need to put the gas down, if you pardon the expression. You mentioned to me in an email exchange that you think that the celebration of radio and audio has really been missing in Canada and the U.S. Do you want to expand on that thought? Yeah, you, you know, it's it was such a treat for me. That I guess the first time I went over to Europe to witness uh, Radio Days uh, in Europe in, in action. And I came back and I think, my God, there are people there, the energy in the room. I mean, you know, their conference would attract maybe 1,200 to 1,500 people you know, from talent to, to executives, to just staff in general that were just thrilled to be there, loved what they were doing. And, and you've got this great energy from it. Now we used to have that Connie, I think years ago, when I'm going back to some of the radio and record conventions and early days of the NAB stuff, uh, even some of the early CMW conferences, you know, where we mix music and radio together, it was pretty good back then. But our industry has gone through a lot of change over here over the last number of years. And whether it's, you know, to do with consolidation and ownership changes and regulations and things like that, it's not quite as robust as it once was. And I think it's it's really been kind of like a matter of survival and there's not been much enthusiasm that's been in, evident in our conferences. That's not the case with Radio Days Europe. And I'm hoping that that's not going to be the case with what we do here with Radio Days North America in Toronto. We got to turn this thing around. And I think hopefully it'll be more of a celebration and people will want to be there and they'll be thrilled about talking to each other and saying, okay, what, how can we innovate? What kind of, what kind of ideas can I take back to my station here? This is really good. So I'm quietly and cautiously optimistic that we'll be able to bring that energy back to Radio Days North America. I'm going to give you the opportunity to do the hard sell here, Ross, with the conference circuit still rebounding post-pandemic. There might be a few people who aren't sure they want to get on a plane and head to Toronto. Why should they head to Radio Days North America? Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing, you know, and I look back over my career, God, I learned an awful lot by just mentoring with people in the industry, talking to people, going to conferences and asking questions, listening, and, and just, you know, kind of interacting with people. And I think we haven't had that because of the pandemic. And, and I think there's been a missed opportunity for career development, for professional development on terms of the broadcasters. And, you know, let's not talk, you know, but by the way, the podcasters is a whole other discussion. That's just a very new burgeoning industry. And we have to not forget about that as well. But in terms of over-the-air broadcasting, there hasn't been much of that because there's been so many cutbacks and revenue has been a challenge for these guys. And so it is a bit of a concern, but I'm hoping now that the owners and operators will see the big picture here. Say, we need to reinvest in our product. We need to reinvest in our people if we want to continue to grow here. And this is going to be an opportunity where our people can learn from other people and learn from what you know uh, our colleagues are doing around the world. And this will be an opportunity they can take some knowledge and bring it back to our own operation and make our operations better. So I do think with the lineup that you will see, uh, that's already it's, you know close to becoming published. It's actually, you can see a very preliminary outline on our the Radio Days North America website. You just click on the programming tab and you'll see the schedule at a glance. You'll see some of the content that we've already got going there. And you're going to see some pretty big names popping up over the next few weeks as we put this together. I think that's, you know, if I'm sitting out in Calgary or in Vancouver, I want to try and make the effort to get some of my people to Toronto. I think it'll be worthwhile. And I think the the information and knowledge and the energy that they'll capture 
hopefully will translate into some better productivity back at the uh, back at the ranch. Do you have a closing thought you'd like to share? I'm hopeful. I, I'm the I'm the eternal optimist about our industry, and as as I said earlier. I only want to get involved with projects that I think can be helpful to our industry as a whole. And I think this is one. I think we need to get back going and doing what we've always done best here. And that means collaborating, working together, creating a conference where we can have this energy and this knowledge and this takeaway value that we can take back to our, our, our people and make for a better, uh, you know, a better operation. That's really what I'm hoping that we'll get from this thing and that we'll see in years to come. As we expand this thing, as we grow this conference, our goal obviously is to, we want to obviously attract Canadians from, you know, uh, and, and in public radio uh, and in, in commercial radio, but also in the United States. There's an opportunity for this conference to attract a lot of, uh, a lot of radio people from, from the United States that'll come here because it's going to be an international conference. It's not going to be just Canadian only. We're focused on creating for North America, this great new conference of education insight. And as I say, forward thinking. So. That's what I'm hoping for. And uh, I think we're well on the way to, to pulling that off. Thank you so much for joining us, Ross. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm happy to help anytime, Connie. You can learn more about Radio Days North America and Canadian Music Week at cmw.net. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Thiessen. listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Alison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.